I'm Nicole Wakeland. And I'm Eileen Falkenberg-Hull. And this is Fast Women, brought to you by Newsweek. We travel the world, stay in the best hotels, drive the newest cars, and have off-the-beaten-path adventures. And we're going to tell you all about it. Let's buckle up and hit the road. Let's hit the road. Angry Eileen. Damn it. Hit the road. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, This is Fast Women, and we're at episode 20. Woohoo! Woohoo! 20! 20! 2-0. We made it it through our teen years. Go us! Uh, We're going to have like a margarita to celebrate the next one, though, right? I feel like when we reach 21, we're going to... Oh, yeah. yeah, definitely. I feel like we should do that. A margarita? I like whiskey. I mean, we can do all. I mean, I'm not going to discriminate. Like I can just make a little lineup on the desk underneath the monitor and just take a different sip at each segment. By the end of it, it's going (laughs) to... I like that you said sip and not shot. You're like, you're very clear. You're like, I'm a responsible adult. (laughs) I'm a responsible drinking too much adult during the podcast. (laughs) That is fabulous. Fabulous. Yeah, I I think we have to do that. I feel like we need to have a drink next one because we'll be 21. But today we're only 20. We're like one year away from being able to legally drink. Um, But we've been very busy just the same. What have you been up to this last week or so, Eileen? Oh, it has been a week. I am finally home from Monterey Motor Week which I love, but it is the most exhausting week of my life. Okay, I have a thing. What is it? Okay, Monterey Motor Week. Some people just call it Pebble. What's that? Is it really Monterey Motor Week? So like that's the overarching brand. And there's a bunch of events. There's Ferrari events, Italian car events, and Japanese car events, and Pebble Beach Concorde Elegance, which is its own event. And the oh, Quail. The, is that the fanciest? It sounds the it fanciest. It is, it is. And then there's okay. the Quail, comma, a motorsports gathering, which is its own thing, <laughs> which I just love that they have a comma uh, okay, in there. Um, and then there's like all sorts of associated parties. There's the Rolex Monterey Motorsports Reunion, which is like a track day at Laguna Seca with racing. Like there's a lot of stuff that happens. So Monterey Motor Week is the big branded all-encompassing thing. And then like if you look at their website, there's like 100 events during the week. There's a lot Did going you go on. to there's all like 100? Car shows. There's all sorts of stuff. So it's it's a lot, but it's, you know, it's enough. It's enough. There's a lot. Did you do all the stuff? Did you do all of it? I have to say this. I did. I did. I will say this. I'm going to brag on myself a little bit. I tracked my watch. I did 27 miles in heels over four and a half days. So I feel like I did a lot of stuff, but I didn't do all the things. It's like impossible to do all the things. So I don't know. No, 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 no. Now it feels like that was a challenge. Like if you go like gauntlet thrown, boom, you can see every single thing. If you ran, could you, if you just were like, hi, bye, could you do it? No, because it's, so it's, all over that like Carmel, Monterey Peninsula. So there's stuff like spread out for like 30, 40 miles. So there's just stuff everywhere and traffic and all the roads are two lane roads. And like you have to get there, you have to find parking, you have to do, there's just like a lot. It's a lot. It's, 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 it's a lot. It's extra. It's a lot. That's how I feel. It's extra. <laughs> extra. I feel like that's how Monterey Car Week should be. It's extra. That's, that should be the tagline. They don't need the comma, just Monterey Car Week. It's extra. <laughs> I, it's it's a hundred percent extra. But I started, so I started my week, um, got there, checked into the hotel and Lincoln so generously put me up at the Inn at Spanish Bay, which is like the poshest of the posh uh, at Pebble Beach, which I enjoyed every second of my time at that hotel. There is, I, I can't tell you anything I found that was wrong with it. I just enjoy it. And it has the coolest parking lot of cars, right? Because they valet. Okay. So like you pull up to get dropped off in the Navigator, which the Navigator is no slouch. Correct. But there's like, 
Well, it kind of is a slouch when you're well, at this yeah, event. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but there's like, like that's the kind of event that's actually down market yeah. for this event. <laughs> there were there was like a Rolls Royce Cullinan. There was a two tone Dawn that was dark blue and Ooh. light blue. There was uh, two Ferraris next to each other, both SF nineties. One had the beautiful all red; it was gorgeous. The other one had this like silver and yellow paint scheme. It just made it look like a bottle opener. It was terrible. I was like, why would you do that to a Ferrari? Um, there was a Ferrari something. I don't know what it was, but it was covered in like Swarovski crystals the entire thing, and somehow they managed to make it look dingy. Like it just it looked it's like it looked almost like a kindergartner's project where they're like, I'm gonna hot glue on the Ferrari some Swarovski crystals, but the whole. Thing freaking thing was covered in them so and it was like, like like a kindergartner who maybe had some dirt in his hand still from recess and when he spread the glue out the glue got a little bit yes. dirty and now nothing's clean yes and then some <laughs> of the seams were uneven and i just feel like if you have a ferrari wow. and you have enough money to get it bedazzled as it were demand excellence in your bedazzling and perhaps a clear coat like i just i have certain needs for my ferrari wow and that's just kind of how it was um but it was amazing i mean there were antique cars there were just old vintage cars um there was a fabulous moment where there was a lamborghini huracan no i'm sorry an aventador parked next to a jeep wagoneer a classic one and i was like that is such a good two-car solution such a I good. love that we had back in the the olden days my parents had a jeep grand wagoneer that was um like burgundy my mom wouldn't call it red burgundy with the faux wood paneling and I love that dang car I loved that thing I see those and they make my heart skip a beat the old school ones have you seen they do the new ones and they mod it out with like actual wood to make them look like the old school ones not jeep like outside third party things have you seen those I have those and I do remember one time driving with you in Ojai which yes, <laughs> and you actually pulled the car over. I don't oh, know, I, I think did. We were driving a Subaru Legacy, and you we, pulled it over, and you're like, "Oh my god, it's a Wagoneer!" And you were so excited, you got out and took a picture because it looked just like the one you had when you were growing up. It did. Up. And I you was almost so excited because we're talking. I was, I well, I, but almost did. Did I die? No, I was so excited. I'm like, there it is. It was. I loved. Oh God, I love that car. It was so much fun. You could fit like we. I I went to college with that thing and fit everything in there and still had room like it was like do we can I bring more because I don't think I can fit more in my dorm room but I can fit more in this it was the best it, it was, was the best it's beautiful it's beautiful I, love old, it. I mean I like the new one too but the old one has a little like a little warm soft spot in my heart a little corner right for the original one I love that. So the whole week is about like classic cars but also brand new cars. So I mm-hmm. went and saw the Lincoln L100 concept which mm-hmm. is a look at the future possibilities of Lincoln. And it is. I'm going to say right now, your face looks unconvinced about the future possibilities. No one else can see this, <laughs> but her face is telling me she is not particularly convinced about this future. I see the merit in doing a concept car that's like so far out there. You look at it and you're like, well, they're never going to build this. But like, I kind of get where they're going. And then there was this. And it just felt like. Somebody in some contract negotiation was like, okay, you can build whatever you want. It doesn't matter how stupid it is. It doesn't matter. And like then, then the poor PR people wrote a beautiful press release talking about the possibilities of electrification. Um, okay. But like also the tires were flat. So like they had these like faux wait, wheels wait, wait, wait. on the it. Tires were flat? They have these faux wheels on it and it, they have flat spots at the bottom. 
And like, well, that, I just is couldn't the future, get past are, that. <laughs> well, the future is stationary. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> it's just, it just didn't work for me. Like, and, and, and like I said, like I get certain parts of it, right? The cool thing was that yes. I assume you press a button somewhere. I don't know. I didn't look at it that closely, but the side doors pop out and the roof opens and it mm. like, it doesn't transform, but it like, Kaboom, like a crab sort of like expands. I don't know. It was really cool. I don't know if crabs okay, expand. Okay, I saw a it picture, was really cool, but how does, when the, the, the opening roof thing, all I, okay, all I could think about, because I guess I'm really practical when I think about the future, you know, you have a tailgate and you open it in a garage and you're in like a low ceiling and you have that panic moment where you realize you're about to pop like a parking garage because yes. it opens too high. Wouldn't the future um, be popping the top of a parking garage all the time or does it not open that high? Well, so I think the whole thing is like, it's about what the possibilities are and not oh. what reality will be. So, so the, there's a possibility that you would not want to drive this because you would hit the ceiling of the roof of any garage that you were in. Yeah, they're so not going to make not... this. So <laughs> no, um, no, <laughs> you don't no, think? <laughs> no, I hope not. Uh, no, I, they definitely are not. So it's just kind of like, like, I get it. I get why they did it. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm just, I am, as you said, unconvinced. It, it was not great. But I'm more convinced about the cars at the Quail, comma, a motorsports gathering. Which yes. is like, I like p the Pebble Beach. I It's one of my favorite things. And I like it because it's this mix of like super posh, like $5 million cars. There's some old stuff on the lawn that's just really cool. And then there's also just like executives wandering around, sitting under sunshades, holding umbrellas, like ready to chat. So I got some really cool interviews with people from like Lamborghini and Rymach and Bugatti and it that was nice. really cool. Um, and also it's a little bit I more literally casual. Know, literally just, I'm just imagining like all the executives that I could think of just sitting there with like a tiny little table like they're at the beach and an umbrella waiting for people to interview. I know that's it's, not how that was. No, it's very similar. I'm that in my head. It's very similar. <laughs> Add in an Italian espresso machine, um, some faux <laughs> hedges that have been brought in. I think they're like real hedges, oh, but they've just been like potted and brought around. So they've got like a little private table. Um, they're temporary hedges. Temporary hedges. And then also the, um, there's different uh, like, Easy Jets and some other uh, sponsors, they have um, faux, um, or not faux, they're real, but like umbrellas that look like tiki umbrellas from drinks, but you hold them up and they're life-sized. Oh, cute. So I like you, this. Yes. I Did actually, you take one? I have some. Did you? St oh, I want one of those. I have that some. sounds fun. I'm like looking around my office. I might have I know, extras. I'm like, do you I'm have like, it? <laughs> I do somewhere. How, I know I've got you, a couple in here. You did have rather a lot of luggage. So I do. I, feel I like do. You <laughs> <laughs> yes. So so that was really cool. Um, I saw a couple of things. So the highlights for me of that were the Lamborghini Urus Preformante, yes. which okay. is like a on steroids version of the Urus, which is. Or Urus, or whatever we're going to call it, but I like Urus better. That's how it is now. That's what we're um, calling it, guys. But it's kind of like the rival of the Aston Martin DBX 707, which I drew, drove in Sardinia earlier this year. And so okay. it's like 666 horsepower, and it's supposed to hug the road, and it looks a little bit less like a Predator slash dustbuster <laughs> and more mm -hmm. like an hurricane, which I don't think is a bad direction for it to go in. So I, I okay. really enjoyed that. So that's that's kind of where that is. They also had, and you know how much I love the Bronco, Gateway Bronco yes. had like this one-off, absolutely gorgeous baby blue Bronco that just has like the nicest buttery mm. soft interior. It's a vintage one that they've just Ooh. like reborn. And it was yeah. so good. It was so pretty. Um, I put that up on social media, but it was so good. Um, and then the Bugatti Mistral, 
Yes. Which mistral is the name of a wind that blows up the Rhone River because of the because of course it does. And this Bugatti is just <laughs> absolutely bonkers insane. It's a five million dollar Bugatti. It has one thousand five hundred and seventy seven horsepower and nearly oh, twelve hundred pound feet of torque. That's that's ridiculous and I love it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and that's exactly what it is. You look at it, it's a roadster. Um, and it's so funny. So there, I was like, okay, so it doesn't have a top. Is there like a fabric top or have you, have you made accommodations for those of us who don't always want it? And they're like, well, we have this little piece of fabric that we give to people. And I, I feel like it's a car <gasps> panty. Like that's what it felt like because they were like, you can attach it very gingerly. And, and I was like, so how fast can you go in it? Because this car goes like 200 miles an hour. Like, oh, yes, no, 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 no. You don't go in it. Like you just... You, you ease along until you can take it off. So I'm like, I don't know what it's wind rated for, but I feel like it's like 25 miles an hour. Okay, in my like, head, what I'm picturing is like a little lace trimmed, like <laughs> very delicate little thong covering situation. I don't, okay, it's like a little panty for your Bugatti. Okay. It's, it's a roof panty of all things. Mm-hmm. And it's complimentary with the $5 million purchase, I'll have you know. Um, oh, complimentary. Yes. I feel like they could have charged at least an extra million for that. Yeah. No, that one was complimentary. Um, oh. and I, I, yeah. So, I mean, all of the details, really. Bugatti just takes care of it for you. Lovely. Um, lovely. Those are my highlights. And I went from that to the Alfa Romeo party, which was at Folktale Winery, which you and I have been to a ton. Yes. Um, that in is Carmel. A good one. It is yeah. a good winery. It's beautiful. They had charcuterie that was so good. I think I sent you photos of it. <gasps> was it, but was there a flamenco? guitarist along with us no um but there was the the alfa romeo tonale yes alfa romeo tonale the sister of the dodge hornet um it's a tonale it's it it's a dodge hornet um everywhere except for the front um where it is a tonale and the tonale was developed first hornet came second apparently alpha's upset about that i didn't ask too many questions because there were a lot of internal little infighting some infighting. There was some champagne being served. So I enjoyed that. Had good conversation. And then that was like the end of like, I was like, oh, now I have to go to dinner. Okay. Well, that's, it's been a 12 hour day already. So like, like, like when going to like a nice dinner is like the end of your day, you're like, oh, well, I guess I'll go enjoy some crab legs. But anyway, so Alfa Romeo was gracious enough to host. That was lovely. But my favorite okay. part of the entire weekend is the next day. So Saturday and it's like casual. So while I was wearing heels, I got to wear jeans and like a comfortable Ooh. shirt. I was like, this is where I need to be in life. Like that's, that's, I could do that. Went over to Laguna Seca and it was so cute. So Lincoln had arranged for us to have like chauffeurs for wherever we needed to go. So I had a lovely- You're so fancy. I am very fancy. So I had a driver in a Lincoln and I taught him how to use Apple CarPlay, which he was oh, really excited about because he was trying nice. to listen for directions. And how did he, how did I, wait, I'm, hold so a guy who drives cars, like his thing is driving cars. That's what he does, a chauffeur. And he doesn't know how to use Apple CarPlay? It was a whole experience for us. We had a journey together. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. So okay. so I told him we were, you know, he knew where we were going. He had it in his phone yes. already. So we go and he apparently did not know it was a racetrack. So when you, and you've been there, so you pull up and it's kind of, it feels like it's in the middle of nowhere, even though it's not. So we come over the hill and he's like, oh, there's cars racing. <laughs> I was like, yes, it's a racetrack. Oh. And then he goes, there's turns. And I was oh. just like, well, of course there's turns. I mean, because they don't just back up and track, just run and back and down a straightaway. And over, that's what they do. And over again endlessly. And he was, I mean, <laughs> he was just so excited for it. Like he was just so excited that like there were cars on the racetrack and they were going in turns. And then I explained to him and then he, we get out of the car. He's, I showed him where to park. We park. We're going to walk to the entrance together. 
And he was just like, he goes, man, I can get a hot dog here. And I was like, you can. Like, it's Did just he like, get a hot dog? I don't know. I didn't ask him. He was very overwhelmed by it. He was the kindest, sweetest man. But Aww. it was just so funny because like they have a Ferris wheel there and they've got like cars you can look at, like a car show type of cars while all the racing's going on. But like, it was just like the most innocent, like I can get a hot dog. Like, yes. And shouldn't we Woo-hoo. all be that innocent in our, in our naivete when it comes to the racetrack? Right. That what you're excited <laughs> about is a hot dog. Yeah. But actually I did something really cool. And this is kind of one of those like life things um so I was there as a guest of Ford I got to go to the Ford box and Jim Farley the CEO of Ford uh you know the disruptors one of the disruptors for Newsweek um he's a racer so I actually got to him watch him race his 66 Cobra and his 78 Lola um at the track in the Ford box while sitting with Bill and Edsel Ford which is just like kind of Holy like that whole cow. pinch yourself. So I feel like this is really cool auto history. And like, and I've talked to Bill a couple of times. So like, it was just really funny. Like you just kind of look around. You're like, wow, like this is a moment. This is really cool. Wow. That's really cool yeah. to see that like and, little collection of people just sitting there. Yeah. And the whole thing is like Jim didn't win. So like, <laughs> it was, wah, he's, yeah, wah. he's a really good racer, but it was actually really interesting. So in the race with his 66 Cobra, he took a corner a bit aggressively. Oh, and cut a off bit. the gentleman who was in second. And it was a very, as they called it, an ungentlemanlike move. Oh. And so they raced toward the end and they were uh, coming in. And, and Jim very obviously slowed down so the guy could pass him and win the race. Because it was Aww. in the final corner. And uh, according to Joy, who is this uh, head of Lincoln, who was there with us, yes. she was telling us that, that they called that a gentleman's second. And I was just like... Oh, I kind of love that. Like that's Jim, kind of he was lovely. in the wrong, and like yeah, like it was kind of cool. So I enjoyed that. I, now I feel like it's sort of like hey, chip, chip, cherryo. You go ahead, chop. Like it's yeah, just, it's nice it was very thing. civilized, <laughs> very civilized. And of course, I'm all like rubbing his racing, and they're like, well, not for this. And so for that's this, what, this yeah. is a refined race. <laughs> yeah, so that's where we are with that. But the second race with the Lola um, later in the afternoon, um, we knew that he probably wasn't going to win, and he knew he wasn't going okay. to win because he yeah. was racing against Dario Franchitti. The F1 racer, the guy who's a partner in Gordon Murray Autosports. I mean, leg- he, so, was, he was married to Ashley Judd. I mean, like so that might unlikely, be how you know him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. unlikely we're going to beat him. <laughs> yeah, and he, I mean, so Jim actually placed a commanding second place in that race. Um, but Dario was just like, it was just like, oh, there he goes lapping more cars. Oh, there he goes lapping more cars. Oh like it God. just looked like, and it's so funny. So in Alola, like they sit with the whole top half of their body out of the car. So it's like it's like a kayak kind of car, and like that's so like scary, isn't it? Kind of like I feel I mean, like ugh. I don't know. They only go like a hundred miles an hour or so. Like they're not going like super fast, but like it looks I cool. Love it. It's only like a hundred miles an hour, whatever. It's super slow. <laughs> <laughs> they wear helmets, um, but it looked really cool, and so it was kind of fun to watch. You know, not just like the I love the races. Like there's all these different areas yeah. of racing. It's so cool. Um, but to like be with Ford and to be in the box and be watching Jim and be there with literal Ford family was just like, like one of those cool neat. career moments. For yeah. Me. Just really kind of a cool that. moment. That's very, very cool. Yeah. And so the last thing I did while I was there is, well, not yes. the last thing, but I went to the Pebble Beach Concorde Elegance as Ooh, one does. Fancy. Very fancy, oh, very God. fancy dress, hats, all that jazz. Um, it was lovely. There was, you know, it's, yeah. it's, this is, uh, so I didn't do Dawn Patrol this year, which is where you get up really early at like 5 a.m. and watch the cars come in. I did not do that. I was up but, late. But you know, everybody said Monterey was really like, for that event, exceptionally cold this year, and that Dawn Patrol was just miserably cold. It was too yeah, cold. Yeah, I awful. was 
I did not pack appropriately and I did not bring pants. And so I was like, you know what? I just, I'm going to sleep in. So I slept till six instead of getting up at five. But okay. um, I mean, that sounds fair. I, that's what I did. <laughs> I got up and worked. That's honestly, that's what I did. The romantic view of my life. I got up and worked for three hours before I went out. Oh my God. Um, but it was great. I mean, it was, it, Pebble is always just something special, right? It's, it's fancy yeah. dress in a way that you don't get before. You get that lovely, like I'm inhaling cancer smell of all the old cars and all their old <laughs> fuel. And it's just... It's just something different. And it's so cool to see all the old cars and see people in costumes. And also what I love is people are so passionate about it. So you can literally just walk up to them. And even though, you know, it might be a, like there was one car that sold for like $70 million a couple of years ago. The guy who owns WeatherTech had it. But like he's standing there just answering questions, anybody who walks up. And so it's like $70 million. Really? That much? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, and he drives it like it's not just a show car, like it's driven and stuff and it's ready to race. So yeah, so it's just the passion that they have. And it's so cool talking to people. And if you don't know, especially the marks that have, have, are no longer around, you know, you see them mm-hmm. and, and the people are like, oh, have you heard of this? And do you like, do you know the history? And they're more than happy to tell you. And it's, and as pretentious of an event as it is, it is unpretentious at the same time. And, and I do enjoy it. And also all of the free champagne. So... <laughs> Ah, uh, the truth comes out. It's the free <laughs> the champagne. Wait, wait, out. wait. Yeah. <laughs> the truth comes out. But I did more stuff than just that at Pebble. I, I ate at some cool places. I watched some really, really bad dancing. Um, really bad dancing? What do you mean bad dancing? How is bad like, dancing a part of this event? Well, I'll tell you about it when we get back from break. The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Okay, everyone, we're back, and Eileen's going to tell us about the bad dancing at so, Monterey. What's this about? So have you ever been to a restaurant where, like, you know it's it's nice? Like, it's not, like, super fancy, but it's nice. And so you're okay. like, okay, I have to behave in a certain way here. Like, I can't yes. just, you know, throw my peanut shells on the floor. Well, then you're at restaurants where you're like, there's a pianist. And there's like fine cuisine, but then also like it's maybe like you go to the restroom and there's mirrors everywhere and there's saloon doors. So like it's a confusing atmosphere (laughs) and somewhat kitschy, but like it's definitely a thing. Like you're just like, this is is upscale-ish. It's nice. Right. But but yeah. So anyway, so they had a pianist there and seemed like a lovely fellow. Um, He was just around the corner from where our table was and he played a number of songs I would never have thought to hear a piano player in Monterey at a nice seafood restaurant play. For example, Amarillo by Morning, traditionally done by George Strait, done in the style of the pianist, the solo pianist at a restaurant. Hmm. So think like Engelbert Humperdinck meets George Strait. Okay, that's that's a choice. Mm -hmm. That's a choice. Uh, we then went into the Phantom of the Opera. Oh, uh-huh. well, lovely. Yeah. I mean, it was just like one of those things you're like, listen, you're like beneath the, op- what is happening? Like, this is it, bizarre. It, it was quite the repertoire. It was, and there was like some modern music thrown in there and he wasn't singing all of it. A lot of it was just piano playing, but like, 
I, it was a lot. It was, the music itself was a lot. Like it was just like a, a lot for my senses. Like it was, it sounded yes. fine. It just was not at all what I expected. And so, okay. um, we're eating our dinner, which was delightful. Um, and I'll get back to the illuminated swans they served us in just a second, but I'm going to continue down the Wait, path you of the dancers. swans for dinner? I'll get back to that. Illuminated swans. I'll get back to that. Oh, so <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're sitting there and obviously it was a little bit later. Like it was like 10 o'clock. Restaurants had started closing and some women came in and they were headed to the bar and they got their okay. drinks. And then they decided that the small patch of plush carpeting next to the piano for the piano man mm-hmm. was where mm-hmm. they should do their grinding. Oh, and, and again, an assault on the super- senses. <laughs> that seems super appropriate it was just like a whole thing like I was just one of the things I looked up and I was like oh that's what's happening now like it was and then like and always when you've got people that are doing that and they're kind of like they're never in a good spot right it's always like in front of the bar in a corner you have to walk through and then you're like can I say excuse me is she gonna hear me is she gonna be like mad like I just didn't know and it was a lot it was just a lot but anyway back to the illuminated swans so yeah they provided us, uh, Lincoln hosted us for this lovely uh, multi-course dinner, um, and they had a sorbet course, and it said sorbet served on swans, and I was like, I have so many questions, but I am here for sorbet. it because I am just all in on Monterey Motor Week, and so, okay, there was this movie where they had Henry VIII was in it. There was a series, I think it was Henry VIII, and he ate and ate and ate and ate, and at one point he's like eating a swan, and it was the most horrifying thing ever. It was like a swan with all the feathers. All I could think of is this scene from this show when it was trying to show the gluttony of Henry VIII, but please do continue. So the swans were ice, so I'll okay. go there. So like it didn't have feathers, it wasn't like real, but it had obviously okay. like they had like a silicone thing for it, and so it was... It was like, I don't, I'm like with my hands because of course listeners can see. My Everyone hands. can tell um, what you're doing right like now. Maybe an eight inch tall by eight inch wide uh, ice swan that had a flat a little, part like on its a back. Little swan. What was big? Like I mean, it was, it was, it, I'll send you the video later. It was like big enough. Like it was, yes. it was big enough. But then it had a spot in its rump where they had carved out and inserted a, a an illuminated like LED strobe light. That was flashing like a dance party. So the whole swan was flashing like a dance party. It had a little tray of lemon sorbet that was delicious on its rump. And it was just like a whole thing. Like it was just like, this I'm like. the strangest presentation <laughs> of anything, not just food, anything ever. But like, I was here for it. Like I was like, I bought into the experience. So I don't know if anyone ever has a chance to go to the sardine factory in downtown Monterey. But if you do find yourself a way to get an illuminated swan, because it is just like some of the funniest. Like there was, everyone was joyful about it. Like there's just How joy emanates from an illuminated you, swan. When you're begin, say being given an illuminated swan with a light stick up its butt so you can enjoy some <laughs> sorbet. <laughs> I really hope that's the section they choose for the preview of this episode. (laughs) (laughs) When you look at on social media and you see us captions, I really hope that's what they choose. Um, (laughs) But it was not that it was all downhill from there, but I did have a lovely dinner at chart house as well, which is like a chain um, sardine factory for personality chart house. If you want some elegance in your life, that's just where I'll leave that. Um, But it was seafood. It was delicious. Um, So then, so after all that, so I was, I got through the week. Didn't sleep as much as I wanted to. Didn't get as much work done as I wanted to. But it you was so much fun. You say that like that's the exception. Didn't sleep as much as you want and get as much work done. <laughs> it would be only worth noting if you did sleep as much as you needed and did get as much work done as you wanted. 
That's true. You and I just filled out forms and I actually put that my hobby was work. And then I realized that I was like, oh no, they're not going to accept that as an answer. They want an actual hobby. I know I did the same thing. I'm like, what is my hobby? Hobby. Yes. We had secrets forms. We had to fill out both of us that sometime later we'll talk about. It was like hobby. What? And you and I both put the same answer, which was travel. Yes. (laughs) That's not what, that's not what so-and-so used though. Mine doesn't say I put travel and reading and he took out the travel and he put reading. So Ah. I'm I'm reading. We apparently could not have the same hobby. I gave a choice. I gave options. Actually just, you know, it was travel comma reading. Well, you know, to each their own, I suppose. You could do both at the same time. I mean, you're a versatile gal. We'll see what happens. Travel reading. (laughs) So (laughs) the one thing I did do was travel from Monterey down to Santa Barbara to meet you because of course. Yes. Yes. So you flew into LA, you journeyed up to Santa Barbara to meet me. I flew into SFO, drove, got driven in a navigator and then picked up a navigator again when I went to go leave without a chauffeur. He has gone home at this point. And I was the chauffeur to drive Mm -hmm. us, um, Jordan, our friend and I down to Santa Barbara together. Um, which is a beautiful scenic route. We had left with seven, no, we left with like eight hours to make mm-hmm. the four hour drive. And I was like, we'll okay. take the scenic route. That's probably like five and a half hours. We'll stop, we'll get some coffee. You know, that you got bathroom breaks. We'll get there in plenty of time, she said. Yeah. And then, and so like, okay, she let me just not. preface. No, now yeah, you the, she, now you spoilers, she did not. Yeah, she did not get there in time. Yes. No, I did not get there in time. And so I will say this. I do know that during, when everybody's exodusing, exodusing from, uh, Monterey Motor Week, <laughs> there's a fair amount of police activity because it's it's all the supercars leaving and all these expensive cars and they know they'll, they'll get their ticket money, which I don't fault them for. So I got stuck behind a McLaren on California One. Now, yes. love a McLaren. Love a beautiful, it was like, a a, a, it was yeah. a beautiful spec. Um, it did not go over 25 miles an hour. No matter which zone we were in. And we were in several zones that Why? were over 55. Why would now, someone do that? I don't know, but they also need to have their McLaren taken away. Like, <laughs> I, like I, I understand, right? It's 55. You've got a McLaren. You might push 65. I mean, who am I to judge? The car can handle it. But like, I, I, and I understand being cautious because of the police, but it's also a two lane road. And there was at no point where he was like moving over. And I'm in a navigator. I'm literally like seven times his size. And I was just like, maybe you might've been able to just straddle it and clear right over the top of it. It was, it was, there was, there were things running through my head. I was like, how can I like, and I, of course, like I don't pass on a double yellow. Cause I just don't like, I respond because that's not, I don't safe. do that. Yes. Right. Right. And so like, I just, I, I was really not happy about it. And that's where we, it was a very long, it was a very long, 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 long drive. Yes. But I did stop. We stopped at two of my favorite places. One is Coast, which is like an art gallery, coffee shop, Ooh. restroom break. Uh, it's a lot of things, but it's just past Big Sur as you head south. If you've never stopped before, it's kind of like a beacon on the road. It is a place to stop. It's actually really cool. You would enjoy it. I don't know if you've ever been. Um, I might have. I don't know. Possibly. But then further south, there's a place called Ragged Point, which I've never actually stopped at. And so it's right before San Simeon, and it is a ragged point of land that has no Wi-Fi or cell signal. And so there's um, a cafe there. There's a lovely hotel there that our friend Jordan has stayed in. So he's telling us me how nice it was. Um, you can go see the water. It's the ocean. If you've been to Big Sur, it's Big Sur. That's It's beautiful. It's its own thing. Um, there's also a little bakery there. 
And so I did Ooh. find a pie. I did not buy it because I was full and we were traveling. I was also didn't want to sit in the car for so long. But I took yes. a photo of it so I could tell you about it because I was like, Nicole is going to want to know about the pie. What is the pie? The pie? You didn't send me the picture either. No, no, no. I'm here to tell is. you about it now. It is okay. a raspberry white nectarine pie. Ooh. That sounds like something that should be in the South, doesn't it? Kind of. I think it something does. about it sounds like a Southern dessert thing. Like what's that hummingbird cake or whatever they do in the South? Oh, yes. I've, ha- I've heard of that. I've never eaten. I don't like coconut. So I, have, I don't, I don't either. But it makes me it's it makes me think of that. And then they also had multiple lattes that reminded me of you. They had a toasted marshmallow mocha, a oh, purple yes. rain mocha, honeybee, Ooh. lavender elderflower violet. Yes. Topped with That cinnamon. would be my one. That would be the one. Pistachio rose, okay. caramel toffee nut, golden Yum. milk, which had turmeric and ginger in it, and lemongrass and allspice. Oh. No, thank you. Mm. That's too much. No, no. That's um, a lot happening. That's California. Yes. And then the Almond Joy Mocha, which is apparently diabetes in a cup. But it, it I was like, <laughs> Nicole would enjoy that. Like, I was like, I need to find I would. one. So, so that the, lavendery one looks good. That lavender, whatever, whatever one. Elderberry. That would be the yes. one I would have gotten. Elderberry. Yes. But so the cafe was no longer open. I guess it was like between times they closed early. I don't know. But anyway, they had like a okay. little hot dog stand, a cash only, of course, a uh, hot dog stand. And I got like a hot dog and onion rings. And can I and tell too you- too bad your like, driver wasn't there. The no, driver was like, yes. the hot dogs at the racetrack. It was just like such like a, like a normal food after having this like decadent seafood and champagne all week. I know <laughs> these are Eileen problems, but like it was just like so lovely to have like just a normal hot dog and normal like yeah. fried onion rings. And man, it was so good. I sat just sat by the ocean and ate that. Um, got nice. back down. Have you ever been to San Simeon? Are you familiar I with San I think that Simeon? at some point I have. I am familiar with the area though, yes. Okay, so San Simeon is, the Hearst Castle is in San Simeon. I think it's just called San mm-hmm. Simeon. Um, up on the hill, William Randolph Hearst, newspaper magnate uh, in the film industry, built this huge, just absolutely huge, literal American castle. Um, I've always yeah. wanted to go. And I drive every time I drive by, Did like, you go? Oh, I need to go. No, because you have to have time and it takes like three hours. We didn't have time because oh. of McLaren, man. Uh, but yeah. still, if it takes three hours, even without McLaren, man, you would have had to rush because, you know, oh, I'm looking at pictures of Hearst Castle now because you said it. It's so pretty. And it's celebrating a hundred years old right now. So we should go. Years. We not should that you go. You and I have any time in the next few months, but we should go. We do not. We but we should it. go. Not sometime after. When does when does it actually slow down? For when do we not have things? I think maybe maybe October is when things finally, or the end of October is when things maybe finally slow down for us. No, but I think and yeah, we're we're busy no. forever. <laughs> no, we're busy through literally November because we're planning the other road trip that we'll talk about with the EV later. Nudge, oh, nudge. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah, I know, it right? Is. It's going to be oh, Thanksgiving. Lord. We're going to spend Thanksgiving at Sam Simeon. So let's go to point. Hearst Castle for turkey. Sure. I mean, sure. <laughs> I'm sure they'll have no problem letting us in for turkey. Right. They're just going to set up one of those tables, one of the ones where, you know, like it's like like a football field long and you each sit at one end of it. Like, the, you know, you I think that's the heads of the table. Totally normal. Totally normal I situation. Think it seems totally normal. We also did something that's totally normal for us. We went and test drove a car while we were in we Santa did. Barbara. So yes. we'll talk about that when we get back from break. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. 
Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Okay, so we got to do an actual normal drive program, and we drove the all-new 2023 Lexus RX and stayed in a beautiful hotel. I like. I, did you like it, Eileen? Aesthetically, from a distance, it's not bad. We stayed at the, I, the Ritz-Carlton Santa Barbara. Yes. Um, Which, as soon as you say Ritz-Carlton, in your brain, you go, ooh, ah. But maybe in reality, you kind of went, ah, oh, okay. I did not have a very pleasant experience at the Ritz-Carlton. You had some and challenges. It, and it wasn't because I was coming from the bougie, bougie, bougie in Spanish Bay. No. It was It was because this Ritz-Carlton, it was just a whole thing. So, like, you know this, and I don't know if our listeners know if I've told them. I'm allergic to feathers. So, and it's not like, oh, I sneeze. It's like, oh, my throat closes. So, like, like the it's one time a legit she, thing. The, the one time when I first met Eileen and they had feathers in her room and, like, she didn't know that something in the room had feathers. And when she came down in the morning and looked at her, I'm like, oh, my God, what happened to you? Like, her eyes are all blown up. She that was, looked That was at Carmel Valley Ranch. And they had yeah. had, so we had, like, a, a hotel room that had, like, a lower level and it had, like, a sofa on it. And it had, like, feather pillows on the sofa as, like, two side pillows. Like, it took them a while to figure out what was wrong. But I came down yeah. to remember that because it was the RAV4 launch for the current generation RAV4. And I was like, get me two Benadryl and caffeine. And so we went to the grocery store in Carmel, like, yep. immediately. And I took two Benadryl and a Red Bull, of like, yes. that was the beginning of my day. So it's not like a faux allergy. It's an actual issue. And I do let it the is. hotels know ahead of time. Um, but I walked into my room after being seven and a half hours on the drive because of the McLaren. And they had put feathers, I think, in every, I was going to say orifice, but that's, it's not an orifice <laughs> in a hotel room. Um, they were like, they were everywhere. I like, I like extra feathers in the pillows. I don't know. It was not a great experience. So like I had the windows open. And I had like the the door open. It was also like fifty degrees. It was chilly. And it was so a little chilly and I, misty. Yeah. The, what do they call that? The marine layer. The marine Isn't layer. The, it was there. Was quite it was the firmly marine there. Layer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The marine layer was there. Yeah. So it took them about an hour, hour and a half to address my needs, uh, which wasn't great. And I ended up having to change my own sheets and pillows um, with some that they left for me, uh, which is you know not the not the Ritz Carlton experience you expect or want. No. Um, no. That's and not. then like and then. My, that was part of your problem. But yes. then I, while you were dealing with that, I was dealing with my own problem, which was my room had crickets. Yes. Yes. And like, I couldn't figure out how to shut my door. And you had like, like actual bugs jumping in where your door like was I not had, shut. I had large. Okay. This is the girliest thing. Like not little teeny, like not Jiminy cricket, cute crickets. No, like great big black crickets. The kind that like had the little grabby bits on their legs. So if they land on your clothes or in your hair, they, they stay there. And I was petrified. I'm like, Oh my God, a cricket. And then I'm like, Oh my, and there's like three or four of them hopping around and I'm trying to get them out the door and smash them. And, and, and then the door wouldn't shut to the balcony. It like shut in the middle, but it's still flexed back and forth with the wind. So you were dealing with feathers. I was dealing with crickets. You dealt with your feathers. I dealt with my crickets, but then your night was not over. There was more yeah. to deal with. But wait, there's more. There's more. Um, so I had a t- so like TV in every bedroom. And when you check yes. into like Marriott hotels and Hyatt hotels, they have that lovely welcome screen now that has like your name mm-hmm. misspelled on it. And, or yes. only, in my case, only half my name and it's still misspelled. Um, Eileen Falk. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> welcome, Ms. Like it never works. So they, you know, they had that. And so I would go, I never really watched TV in my room, but I went to go shut it off at the end of the night because I'd gotten in and it was on. And yes. the 
the screen itself stayed on, but the data went away. And so it was just like this glowing billboard in the night. And this was like a 50 and like maybe bigger than that. It was a huge ass TV. It's a large TV. And so, and it's like positioned facing the bed. So like I literally took a photo and like I sent it to a couple of people and I was like, I "I have a beacon in my room. It's just like you see Eileen's legs like under the blanket and just a glowing white rectangle (laughs) off to the side. And like, so I turned it and faced it away from from the bed, but it was like toward this window. So then it just refracted on the window. It was like a whole thing. (laughs) And it was like 1130 at night and I was just done. Like I was done. I was like, I'm not waiting an hour and a half for them to show up to try and shut off my TV. I couldn't figure out how to unplug it. It was a whole thing. So I slept with the TV aglow. Woke up the morning, it was still a glow. Um, And I ended up telling them and they came in and fixed it. Um, And they were just standing in the middle of my room when I got back later that afternoon. And they as were men like, often do, just stand there. Do. You walk in, random men. <laughs> and like, it's weird, right? So like, it's one thing to like, and this room, I should say, like there's all these individual buildings. So I was like, I don't know, a half mile from the original building. So like, it was a journey to go find a bathroom somewhere else. Yes. I had to go to the bathroom so bad. And these guys were there <laughs> fixing and I couldn't be like, you actually need to go away. I was just like, okay, I'm going to sit here and hold it uncomfortably while I stare at you and watch you fix my TV because there's nothing else for me to do. It was just like the weirdest. They were lovely. They were courteous. I was just like in this whole like little like preschool or hopping around trying to hold my legs together sort of thing. It was. But you did. They did. You did actually get a nice little sort of apology gift from the they hotel. Did. They did. For they the came, inconvenience. Yeah. They came and apologized. They gave me some chocolates, which I have yet to eat. I'm like, oh, they're close to me right now. Um, I have some chocolates. They gave me some bottles of wine, which I passed on to our friend George, who is importing yes. them to Canada to drink apparently. Yes. So, um, so. Th- it did mm-hmm. go on. So they, they did try and make up for their errors. Um, but it was just not, I've, you and I've been to a fair amount of Ritz Carlton's. It was we not have. the, the grounds itself. Um, just the way the room smelled, it was a bit musty, moldy, weird. It was, it know, was not a Ritz Carlton. Yes. It was a, if, for, if it had been not a Ritz, I think we'd have thought, okay, fine. But it was, it was an odd experience for a Ritz. Yes. Yeah. That's how we should phrase that. It felt like the courtyard by Marriott plus. And the plus, plus was a very limited plus. It was, it was just you're like, like a very little plus, like a yeah. tiny plus, not a large plus. <laughs> yeah. But we had a slightly better experience at the restaurant we went to. And I'll say that not because of the company, but the food was okay. We went to Bouchon. Bouchon. In Santa Barbara. In Santa Barbara. Which and is that the was- same ownership as French Laundry. So, I mean, good food. Yes. The food was very good. The service was, was excellent. The service was fantastic, um, and the food was very good. Okay, can I just tell you, I love the silverware. Did you notice the silverware? So it was, you know, it had like this, I don't really think it was bone, but it made me think of like a bone handle kind of yes. thing. A little, like a little silver. It was, I was playing, I'm like, I just want to steal this. I want the silverware. I really like the silverware. I liked it. I didn't steal any. Bouchon, you still have all the cutlery that you gave me. You took back. I did not steal any, but it was the coolest it was really cool. I liked it. And then you and I had some great food. So we had salmon. We both ordered the salmon as we do. Yes. Um, yes. I had a a tomato puree, which was like tomato soup, but it was amazing. Um, but I think my favorite thing was the bread. Oh my gosh. So they give us all this fancy food, right? People are eating like, you know, fancy steaks and, you know, these salads and, and you know, crab cakes and you've got, and then like the best part was that bread the bread I'm like can I just get a basket of this bread and perhaps some butter if you've got jelly I'll take it too I just wanted to eat the bread it was the best bread it was like super super crunchy on the outside and super super soft on the inside it was a little bit toasty 
So that made it even better. And I think they had homemade <gasps> butter. It was definitely like oh, gourmet butter. It was so it good. It was so good. So like when you ask us how the meal, how was Bouchon? Oh my God, the bread. What else? Well, the other stuff was good, but oh my God, the bread. <laughs> <laughs> so the, here's the question. Did we feel the same way about the RX? Because we've talked about all the other stuff except for the actual car now. For the, so, what? Oh my God, the RX? Well, how do we feel about the RX? Was it like as good as the bread at Bouchon or no? Well, I didn't try to eat it, um, so I can't really vouch to its flavor, but I did like the RX. Um, and they have four different, I'm not trying to remember the math in my head, there's two hybrids, a gas engine and a plug-in hybrid that's like late arriving someday. It's going to be a 2024. Really know when. It's going to be a 2024 model year. Yeah. yeah. So it's going to be, so, but, so, and they, they did even have that one for us drivers, actually the European spec one that we drove for, like 15 minutes because they had one kind of just like, if you want to drive it, drive it and come right back. Um, but then we spent some time with the gas engines and we spent some time with the, the hybrids. Um, and I liked it. I, I was thumbs up, but here's the thing. There was for the hybrids, there was, and I don't have the specs in front of me, so forgive me, but there was like the base one. And then there was the 500 H, which has more, it's designed to be like the performance one kind of like, it's weird. Mm -hmm. Like it's the performance hybrid, which sounds like those two words shouldn't really go together, but it was the performance hybrid. But which one did you like better, Eileen? The regular, the standard one or the performance one? I liked the mid-grade hybrid. Same. I felt like I felt like that was kind of like the best balance of everything. Best balance of interior, best balance of power. I thought while the 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 higher performance, the 500H was, you know, a bigger and brasher, I just felt I was like, mm -hmm. I don't really need this. Like I, I, yeah, I don't really see, unless you really want it. Like I don't see spending the money for it. And so, right? I mean, it was good. It, it's a, it, it pulls from the NX very, very stylishly mm -hmm. and it does a really yeah. good job. It's the interior and the exterior. I mean, the exterior, ugh, it's fine. It's an RX and it looks like a Lexus and it's got some stuff, but like the interior pulls very nicely into the NX and into where uh, Lexus is going. Um, yeah. But yeah, like I do feel like, like, that all felt good together in that mid-grade package. You go up a little bit higher, you want a little bit more finery. And I also didn't get that. I felt like it was just a powertrain upgrade. Yes, I felt the same thing. Like Because within these these four different powertrains, if you include the plug-in, there's a range of trims for each one. And it's like, it's not like you're, you feel like you should move up to the 500H and it's kind of like, okay, there's more power. And it does feel, it does drive like there's more. You know, you feel that, you feel the performance. But the interior doesn't come with it. It's still a beautiful interior. It's still very much a, you know, the Lexus luxury thing. But I felt like if you're going to do all the fancy with the powertrain, maybe do the fancy, like the interior didn't strike me as different. So, or as different as I wanted it to be. But I felt like the the mid-grade the, the, of the, you know, the, that just straight up hybrid had the power, had the performance that I wanted, had the interior and the options as far as trims that I wanted. And there's also a pretty different, significant fuel economy change yes. between the two. It's not just like you're talking like, oh, it's two or three. It was a big jump. And I'm like, I think well, it's like 10 miles per gallon. It's a lot. Yeah, like, that's the what one I have in my head about, is 10. Yeah, I think the one you and I were talking about that we both like is like 36 MPG combined. Yeah. Like that's, that's a good, that's a good number which is, for a hybrid. Which is good. So, yeah. right. So as soon as you go for the extra performance hybrid, you lose a lot of that. I'm like, well, now you're kind of losing a lot of why. I know you might buy hybrid because of the environmental responsibility, but you're also buying it because you're going to save some money on gas, especially with the way gas prices have been over the last few months. And I'm like, you lose a huge chunk of that for the, for the extra performance. And I don't, I don't think it's worth it. I don't yeah, think it's I worth agree. It. 
I 100% agree with you. What was worth it was the charcuterie board and the wine that we drank at <gasps> Presque Isle Winery uh, oh, after God. we were done driving. This beautiful just winery be in clear. Santa Maria. It was after. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. normally when we stop at a winery, if it's like our base of operations, it is everything, but except there's no wine. Like we obviously, none of us are drinking wine because we're driving. But this time they said, hey guys, we're, we're actually going to let you, our home base is this winery. And when you're done with the day, if you would like to do a wine tasting, go have at it. And we have arrangements to drive you back. So I'm like, well, we're going to take advantage of it. So we did a wine tasting. There were a good number of wines and a really, I don't know. Can you still call it a charcuterie if it was just cheese? Remember there was no meat. It was cheese, almonds, dates, really oh. fancy bread again, like bread and I crackers. Think, I'm going to be honest. I think the menu said cheese board. Okay, so it's a I cheese do think board. It's a cheese board. Yeah, it felt like a cheese specific, board. Yeah. yeah, and it was it was it was tasty. But to have that in wine, that was actually the most lovely way to end a day, an afternoon of driving around all over the place. Um, it was lovely. And I really to, enjoyed they, their, their wine. Whites. Was good. They yes, had uh, I did a, too. A, sh- a Chardonnay in the style of champagne, and I was like yes. sold on that. And it wasn't an that was okay my Chardonnay. It was a really light, crispy, uh, fruity Chardonnay taste. It, it was it was really good. I would I would it buy felt, that in a heartbeat. It, it felt perfect for either for that like you know end of summer day thing, or even like that fall day where it's still kind of warm and it feels like fall, and you want a little something light and cool. It would have been great. So I thoroughly enjoyed that winery. That was a nice a nice spot. Good job, Lexus. We like the winery, I think, more than the hotel. And not just yes. because of the wine, the whole thing, the whole experience at the winery was lovely. I would have no problem sleeping at a winery. I want to make that very clear. I could have slept on one of those like fancy, they were like cushiony benches outside. I could have slept, been just cool. give me a pillow. I could have pulled the p- pillow off the back and just zonked out right there. That would have worked. You know what there was not of? There were what? not a single television there. No, no so television I wouldn't have had to, to worry about that. at night. Mm-mm. No television worries. There may have been crickets. I saw none. So I'm going to give them a plus one for lack of cricket intrusions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On the scorecard, a lack of cricket intrusions. <laughs> lack of crickets. <laughs> so I will say the next day you and I, um, we set off on a little journey of our own. We drove to LAX um, to get home because if you fly out of Santa Barbara and you are a Delta customer, as Nicole and I are, you do not actually get to fly into or out of Santa Barbara anymore because SkyWest no longer services that airport, which is a whole different discussion for another day. And we are just satisfied with that. <sighs> yes. But so we drove to LAX. We could get direct flights home. Um, and we stopped at a coffee shop in Goleta, California, just south of Santa Barbara. Well, I guess south of where mm-hmm. our hotel was, not quite right. south of Santa Barbara. Um, and yeah. it was, it's called Drift. And it was like the cutest little coffee shop. It was in a commercial plaza, but it was a nice independently owned, cute little coffee shop. It was. And they had a nice little selection of coffees and they actually have one. I thought it was cute. It was like drink of the day. Ask us. Like, okay. It's a like, fancy whoa. drink. Yes. Fancy drink. I love That's that. what it was. Fancy drink. Fancy drink. Ask us. And I'm thinking, there's already a lot of pretty fancy stuff on this menu. What is the fancy drink? And it was some like pink lemonade, something, something, and sounded delicious, except I didn't want lemonade. I wanted coffee. So I did not partake. I got myself a latte. But I did think one of the coolest things is they have, so they make all their bakery goods in house every day, which I think is also cool. Um, but they mm-hmm. also offered butter and cinnamon sugar toast, which is just like a flashback to my childhood. Yes. Cinnamon toast. My mom used to make it the two times when I was, if I was not feeling well, like when I had a cold, when it was a bad day for a little Nicole, I would get cinnamon toast. Or sometimes when friends would come over after school for a play date, when I was little, she would make a cinnamon toast when we first walked in the door. You cut it in fours, like one slice cut well, into of four course. squares because you can't eat it as just two or just as like a whole piece, like some kind of animal. You cut it in four little happy little squares. So wait, wait, are you a squares or did you cut on the points? No, squares. It was always squares for cinnamon mm. toast. I don't know why. 
But you know what made this? No, she's looking at me skeptically because it actually makes you feel like then you're eating like mini toast because toast is shaped. It was the shape of the full piece in four little pieces. I like the squares. I mean, that's I fine. Like I'm squares. four triangles and I accept no substitutes. That's where I land. <laughs> I land today. If I well, had a peanut butter today, I will cut it my into mom, four triangles. Yeah. Then you can't have my mom's cinnamon toast. Forget it. She's not making any for you. Forget it. Well, Forget call it. Ethna and let her know that I have expressed displeasure, although I appreciate her. <laughs> I will I will inform her of her mistake. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we've debated squares versus triangles. We're going to debate some more when we get back in segment four and talk about our scorecard, which is like our new com- feature. We need to learn a bit more about us. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, we're back, and I like this little segment at the end that we just came up with, or Eileen came up with last week, and she's calling it Scorecard, and I'm, I'm down with that. So Scorecard, you have to pick this or that, and this week it's my turn to pick. You have to pick one or the other. I'm just going to fire these off to you. Don't open the email I sent you yet, Eileen. I won't, and I also should say, I have no idea what you're about to ask me. So like, yes. this could be, and you know me a little too well, so this could be very interesting for the listeners. So, so, so have the email there, but don't click on the link yet, okay? It is open, but not clicked. Okay, because I don't want her, no one going to ask her if she clicks on the link, then she'll know. Okay, so because we talked about all sorts of things, would you go for a fancy meal or a fancy charcuterie? Depends on who I'm with. Oh, I know that. I'm not supposed to. I'm going to say a meal. You have to pick one. I'm going to say a meal, meal because a meal, like especially with good company, you can like have a glass of wine. You can also order a charcuterie at a meal. And then you, <laughs> you have been known to make charcuterie an entire meal, miss. I and remember that's why I was days. like, what would you do? Yes. <laughs> like having a good glass of wine and like spending time with the people. Like I think a meal is made not just by the food, but by the people you're with. And while a charcuterie okay. is good, it doesn't make for as good like conversation and joviality. Is that's a word? Um, um, and so like, that's why I pick a meal. What about you? Okay. Okay. I would, uh, well, do you need to ask me that question? What do you no, think my answer is? Charcuterie is a meal for you. Yes. Okay. okay. That <laughs> is the meal. Like they're okay. both things. Like just put it on a board and put it in front of me. I'm good. Okay. <laughs> Second question. Plug-in hybrid or just straight up hybrid? Oh. Yeah. I'm going to go with PHAV. Plug-in hybrid. Because, because um, a lot of the plug-in hybrids today are being, with more power. Like I think of RAV4 Prime immediately where like Mm -hmm. it's a much sportier, much more spirited drive. And you get the benefit of having like what, 30 miles of EV range, which I mean, for most people that's enough. And like for me, like going to the airport, like it's over 30 miles. So I've got the comfort and convenience of a gasoline engine and that runs on a hybrid. Like it doesn't just go to gasoline. So I think a PHEV is the best of both worlds. So I go PHEV. And we know you like PHEV because you've got a PHEV. I do like PHEV. I think it's the best of both worlds because you can take advantage of charging and using extra, you know, electric power when you can. But if you, you know, you can't really do that the same way with just a straight up hybrid. You get better fuel economy in the end. Right. But but you also have the, well, I'm going to say a PHEV costs more. And that's kind of where the differentiator is. It yeah. does, but I, I, I am a PHEV fan. Okay, I'm changing the next one. I cro- imagine me crossing this out on my paper. Okay, because you talked about this at the beginning. Classic Grand Wagoneer or new Grand Wagoneer? 
Am I going to have to drive it? No, you have a chauffeur who likes hot dogs driving it. <laughs> then, okay. Then, okay, so if I have a chauffeur, I'm going to go with classic Grand Wagoneer. Okay. And if I'm driving it myself, I'm going to go with modern because modern has Apple CarPlay. And so like ah. if I'm in the car with the chauffeur, I need to like do work. But if I'm by okay. myself, I want to jam out. And you okay. can't really jam out. I mean, you could, but like terrestrial radio isn't exactly where it's at these days um, in terms this of selection. So that's where I fall on that. Like it's a very, very me specific moment. But I'm if I'm in the car by myself, I'm likely singing behind the wheel in a very fast yeah. In a fashion in which the people driving past me will enjoy. Um, possibly playing air guitar and drums. I mean, it's a whole thing. So that's that's where I settle on it. Like, it's very much a convenience factor, but I do like both. I like the oh looks of the old Wagoneer versus the new Wagoneer. I know. I love the Grand Wagoneer. The Wagoneers just, I just. Ooh, I, I, can we do like what? one of those custom jobs? Like, you, okay, so we talked about Gateway Bronco before having the fabulous yeah. like redo. Like, can we get, I mean, obviously you and I, it's not in our budget, but like get an old one and have them redo it, but put CarPlay in it. And have it like tuned a little bit better. Cause like that oh, would be. Gosh. I don't see why you couldn't. I feel like seriously, I bet if we Googled that, somebody probably has upgraded that somehow to have the interior have a more modern, like info, not infotainment, cause that would ruin the dashboard on the old one. You would lose half the dash. It wasn't, but like, I bet somebody has. I bet somebody could. Has anyone done that? I'm sure I feel people like that have. should be done. I feel that would like be amazing. So you and I need to start playing the lottery more often. That's where we so settle we can on do this. this. Yeah. Okay. That's where we'll do this. Okay. Yeah. My next one has nothing to do with anything in the show, but something that I was nomming on a road trip that I'll talk about later. You can only pick one road trip treat. Is it popcorn or pretzels? Pretzels. Pretzels. Because popcorn pretzels. gets popcorn gets in every crevice. It does when you're sitting eating on the. Ca- I mean, like not personal crevices, but like like <laughs> <laughs> upholstery crevices. So like if you're on the couch and you're eating popcorn, like you're gonna find it between the cushions. It's just going so to pretzels. happen. Pretzels. I do like pretzels. I will say this. I have a specific, the uh, long rod pretzels are my favorite for road trips. And I do it because my dad, when I was a kid, he eats the long rod pretzels and he would put them between the handbrake and the seat because Ah. they could stand up. Because they could stand up in the little bag and you could take them out. And as a little kid, I could like gnaw on this big, long pretzel rod and it would take, I think it was probably to shut me up in the car because dad, I hear you. And like, I think, (laughs) but that's, well, you used to do on road trips. And so like, I have fond memories of the pretzels. And to this day, I do not buy pretzels that are either not pretzel rods or the big, thick sourdough ones that remind me of home. Oh, that's the sweetest thing ever. I didn't know that answer was going to be that sweet. I'm only slightly sentimental, but that's one of the things I am sentimental about. Okay, Eileen, open the link in your email. Okay. Subaru.com. Yeah, it's a Subaru. I know. Oh, it's a cross track. Okay, but it's in a specific color. Do you see it? I see plasma yellow pearl. Okay. Which looks like a yellow Hulk-like color. Okay, so there was a color of the RX that we didn't discuss that we weren't. Oh, so now mm, she knows where it's going. Mm. Now, would you choose the Crosstrek and the plasma yellow pearl that you are currently looking at on your computer screen or the RX in the copper crest color, which is a new color? So, yeah, I have so many thoughts. But you have to pick what. So whatever car you want, but it has to be one of those colors. I'm going to go with the cross track. I'm going to tell you why. You because plasma yellow pearl versus yes. the, over the copper crest. Okay. Yes. So copper crest is pink salmon in the morning. And like, <laughs> it is so ugly. It is so it's ugly. It's not a great color. They're it, very excited about it. We weren't excited about no, it. No, it's, it's so ugly. 
It is so ugly. It's so like no and during the day, it becomes like orange-ish, but it still yeah. hasn't shed its pink exterior. And it's not close to like the monarch orange. It's on like the Nissan Sentra, the Nissan Sentra and other things. Like it's it's not there. And it's God, it's ugly. It's really so plasma, bad. So that's so so I now would rather were, have a plasma yellow road pearl. Hazard. Yeah, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of when you go to Europe and you see the police cars in Europe and they have that yellow and blue striping. Yeah. That yellow color. That's fine. I'll take that. Can I tell you? I literally was like online. I'm like, well, who has a really funky, weird color? I'm like, oh, Subaru, that'll do. <laughs> Subaru has some great funky colors. They They've do that have some cool funky and colors. Red. I almost did the orange. That was almost that was and I'm like, no, the orange is easier to, to to live with. This plasma yellow pearl is a commitment, so that's why. I went with that. I actually have driven that orange in Vermont in yes. the snow. And can I tell you so, how, how many people were like, I could see that car so well. <laughs> like it's the color of a traffic cone. Of course you'll you You never could. get lost in but a like, blizzard in Vermont. Little cars and bright colors work. Yes, they do. And that's, and that's like a fun little thing. Like we talk about like Lamborghini should always be the color of Skittles. Like anything from the yes. Skittle pack should be a Lamborghini. The right. same thing with like anything, the subcompact category, 100% should be a bright color. Like you should never like have crazy, a black cross track. Yeah. Crazy fun colors work for little cars. Like don't make your, you know, expedition plasma yellow pearl, but go ahead and make your tiny cars plasma yellow pearl. I do feel like even those Ford Heritage colors would work in like Crosstrack world. Like that ugly yeah. like pea yellow, Yellowstone I feel Prairie, like whatever. Not, I feel like there's not a lot of colors that wouldn't work for Crosstrack. It's got so much personality. The car, it's such a distinctive little style going on. I feel like you could put a lot of fun colors on that and it's going to look good. Yeah, this this color palette I'm looking at, like this year's color palette is very black and gray central. It's very Polestar, which Polestar always gets nagged on because they're like, oh, we've got these colors. You're like, they're all gray. They're all gray. It's they're 10 just different gray. shades of gray. Well, what was, the, what was the Henry Ford thing? You can have a car in any color you want as long as it's black back yes. in the day. Right? Yes. So, yes. Yeah. 100%. All right. So we're. We're done. We're done with Scorpio. Where, where are we going this week? You are. Are you home this week so far? I am home. This whole. I am home, Eileen. I am home for like four days. I, I don't. I don't know. I might like. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to be lost. Like I just have to stay in my own house, make my own food. No one's bringing me sorbet on a swan for sure. <laughs> <laughs> as they should, though. As I mean, they should be. Yeah. It's um. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm going to New York. I'm going to be in our office a little bit this week, and I'm going to talk to the head of Acura while I'm there. Nice. So it'll be fun. We'll have fun. It'll be a good time. Enjoy. Yeah, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about. I'm. We're actually going to be in a new New York hotel that I've never stayed in before. So we'll talk. Uh, yeah. Ooh. In a section of town we don't normally stay in, so it's kind of like a nice little thing, right? A whole new thing for you. Whole, okay. It's a whole new world. I'm Ariel, and this whole is a whole new, new world. world. Yes. <laughs> that's that's the wrong one. Isn't a whole new world? Oh, it's Aladdin. Oh, lean. It's Sorry. Aladdin. Sorry, I'm Jasmine wearing a two-piece two-piece outfit and this is a whole yeah. new world, which fits in very <laughs> well with the neighborhood we'll be in, but we'll talk about that later. Oh, goodness. <laughs> okay, everyone, we'll catch you next time. Okay, bye. Bye. bye.